Hello everyone, this is Sonali Mangal and welcome to another episode of Learn, Educate, Discover. On this podcast, we invite people from different professions on each of our episodes and we ask them a range of questions to try and understand what their job is all about. The goal of this podcast is to try and educate our listeners about as many different kind of jobs as we can so that someone listening to the show can decide, does a certain job sound interesting to them? And if yes, how do they go about exploring it further? Now, today's episode is a special episode. It is a holiday episode. And so instead of a typical LED episode where we share details of a certain job, we are going to be doing something different. And because it is the holiday season, I'm guessing a lot of you are probably taking a break right now. I thought that sharing suggestions on some books and podcasts that are worth checking out might be a good idea for this episode since holidays are also a good time to take a step back and think a little and reflect a little. So our guest today is Vishal Srivastav and some of you might remember Vishal was a guest on the very first LED episode. He spoke about product marketing management at that time. He was a product marketing manager at Microsoft. Uh, More recently, Vishal has now joined Amazon as a product manager. Vishal is a very, very avid reader. He reads a lot and he has good taste in books. So I hope you enjoy today's suggestions that Vishal is going to be sharing on some books and podcasts worth checking out. And of course, a very happy new year to all of you. I hope the new year brings in a lot of great things for each of you. So once again, a very happy new year. And with that, now let's welcome Vishal. Mr. Srivastav, hello, welcome to the show. Hi, glad to be back. I know, isn't it kind of cool? I think it's really cool that you were my guest on the very first episode and now you're back for the holiday episode. Yeah, it was, I think, exactly a year ago, so run a full circle now. I know, it was, uh, I started the podcast in October and it's December now. So yeah, it's been pretty much a year. And you have also come a long way since then. You've changed jobs recently, right? Yeah, a lot less hair now than I had last year. <laughs> I know. So you were, at that time, you were product marketing manager at Microsoft. And that was what the episode was about. And now you are a yep. product manager at Amazon. Yep, I am uh, very new into a new job right now. But uh, yeah, not, yeah, not doing marketing anymore. Back to product. Cool. Are you enjoying it so far? Yes, just uh, drinking from the fire hose right now. Doing a lot <laughs> of reading, uh, trying to not sound extremely stupid um, in meetings. That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but congratulations. Sounds like a cool gig. Um, Thank you. I'm excited. All right. So Vishal, what I was thinking about this particular episode, so I I want to publish, you know, I was thinking about, hey, what do I want to do for the holiday season? And I could do a typical episode, LED episode, which has going into the details of a particular job. But then I thought, hey, this is also a time when most people take some time off. And it's a good time to catch up on your reading, listen to some podcasts, basically sort of get some mental nourishment and do some thinking. And books and podcasts are a good way to do some thinking. So uh, I thought, okay, let me think of inviting someone who does a lot of reading and listens to a lot of podcasts. And you're the first name that came to mind. You're you're on my Goodreads friends list, I think. And you're updating Goodreads all the time. I, I don't know if you're actually reading those books, but you're at least you're marking a lot of books as read. So one that puts a lot of book readers to shame who actually read books seriously. Um, you should really have friends who read. 
<laughs> if I'm the uh, okay. the biggest reader, you know. Yeah. And second, um, uh, reading is uh, I would say I I have I've started listening to more books than I read. So um, metaphorically read, yes, uh, but I I also listen to a lot of books. So it's and so it's it's a mix. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So do you list? Do you use Audible? Uh, I use Audible, but uh, I actually had Audible for a long time. But um, for the last year or so, I have used my public library here in Seattle, which is phenomenal. I have never seen a library this well mm. funded and well organized and well managed in anywhere else than in Seattle. Um, and any book I need, I am typically able to find it. immediately if it's not available immediately you can place a hold and then it finds and finds its way in your mailbox within a week or two so um basically i have cut down my expenses to zero now oh that's and, so nice uh, i just use the library for ebooks for audiobooks for everything else so um that's the first recommendation i think i can have for anybody listening um yeah. if you're not using your public library please use it it's a fantastic resource i I feel very stupid for not using it all these years um now that I've started using it almost every week That's yeah I I actually so I'm going to take that advice cuz I have not gone to the public library here and uh, do you find sort of is, is it more an older books collection or do you find new books also Every single book um Michael Lewis has just uh, written a book it's not out yet it's not even open for pre-order uh but today i went on their website and they already had it mm. um and i put a hold on it so whenever it's going to be out it's going to find its way to me that's awesome yeah so, so yeah there it's not uh, the the collection is as complete as it gets in fact i have found some of the books i'm not able to in the library which are not available on online for mm. for buying so mm. like some lesser known or esoteric books you can I, I was able true. to find them in the library so no complaints. Yeah like I read on my Kindle and you know I was under the impression that you can find pretty much all books on Amazon bookstore but that's not true. I have run into books that I haven't been able to find. Like recently I was trying to get trying to read uh, a history of western philosophy by Bertrand Russell. Oh yeah I read it this year. It's you great, did. It's a phenomenal book. Yeah I I I was like okay I should read it and uh Yeah, it's not there on on Amazon. I don't know why. I mean, you can buy it, but the ebook version for Kindle is not there. Yeah. Um I I think I heard the audio version of that one on Audible. So, if nothing else works, you can check it out on Audible. It's extremely long, by the way. So, I think it's it was 800 pages. It's almost 40 hours on yeah, Audible, yeah. I think. Something yeah. like that. So, and it's and it's interesting that you say that you listen to a lot of books as opposed to read text have you found any any type of books which are better suited to the audio format compared to reading that's a very good question actually um yes i think so and this may be completely um up to my taste so might mm-hmm. not be very useful for anybody listening but i think first of all your absorption rate is is lower if you are listening to a book because um the speed is not controlled by you it's it's the book is playing right. so you cannot just skip back although you can but um you have to take out your device and you know skip back anyway so i think um what i found is that i'm able to listen to more non fiction much more 
easily um, in the audio version than fiction because uh, there there's a very strong continuity between one sort of paragraph and the second one in fiction books where the story is flowing. Whereas in nonfiction, even if you, you know, your mind wanders for two minutes and <laughs> uh, you, you haven't missed the, missed the point. Yeah. Nonfiction books are usually a repetition of, the, one chapter is usually a repetition of the same idea again and again with different examples. So, okay. um, yeah. yeah, so I think uh, nonfiction books works better for me on audio. I, I almost cannot listen to fiction on audio. Um, I think I have to read it. Yeah, and I remember once I tried listening to some book. I'm forgetting which one it was. I think it was something by Franz Kafka. And yeah, that will be tough. <laughs> yeah, and I so for me, I mean, I didn't even try to get through it. I probably heard like the first 5 minutes or something. But what right. for me the biggest issue. So I mean, I couldn't listen to as much to to get to the insight that you just gave, but for me the biggest issue was that the way the whoever the reader was the way he was reading the book is just so yeah. it was so different right like i think you have to have you have to form a connection with whoever is reading because generally when you're reading reading a book in text format then yeah. you know it's i mean there's no voice really but you you're just reading it right right whereas when yeah. someone is reading it to you it's not just their voice but the their intonations and where they choose to right. pause and where they choose to speed up and i think that also plays a huge role so for me that was a little bit of there was a little bit of disconnect there so i i didn't really i i think so too but the good news there is that more the the production quality of audiobooks has dramatically um improved in the last few years so every book that's getting you know it's 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 audiobook version in in the recent times is all going to be very good quality um the kafka book you might which you might have read might have been you know recorded a long time ago so yeah. it might not have been the best um hmm. um production quality but and, and this year i read a, i listened to a lot of books which were read by the author in person oh, okay. uh, themselves um and th th that's a completely different i think experience the uh, the the connection um that you were mentioning i yeah. feel is uh um is is much more personal like good no yeah. doesn't know what better person to tell you a story than the person who wrote it oh no absolutely yeah actually that's that's nice yeah i i would love to get uh, a reading of let's say harry potter by jk rowling or lord of the rings by mr tolkien that would be pretty awesome Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're audible as a, as a series. I think this year they're getting some um, celebrities to read books this year. So I think mm. um, some actresses and some actors have started. Uh, not all of them, but like few books here and there. <clears throat> I see. Okay. Um, so if you're, you know, pick your favorite celebrity and then read whatever book they have. Oh, I read. see. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. All right. So. So clearly you read a lot, right? Either either in in an audio or text. I would strongly disagree, but Okay, yes, fine. Sure. How often do you read? How often do you read? Um a few times a week, I would say. Oh, it's... Um maybe any mm -hmm. anywhere between twice a week to all daily when I'm uh, when I'm reading something which is hard to put down. Yeah, and I mean on an average how many books do you read, let's say in a year? or maybe a, like pick a time period a month a year so this year my um what i really wanted to do was uh, 
a book a week. So roughly about 50 books in 2016, but I think what where I'm actually at is closer to 30 than to 50. So I don't understand why you would call that low, Vishal. Okay, anyway, that's not point of the discussion, right? If you're reading, <laughs> if you're reading a book a week, I mean, unless and under there are like one page books, which is like okay. That's that's, that's because there's so for every book I actually read, there are fifteen books that I actually want to read. So it's it's, it's a big gap yeah. between what I want to read and what I can actually read. And it takes time, also, right? It's not just about reading and realizing the importance of reading. You have to yeah. allocate but a significant what better way to spend your time than to read a book that you that you get a lot out of. Oh, no, I, I completely, completely agree. So tell me, what are some suggestions for books that you think people should check out? All right. I have about 225 <laughs> here. 225 uh, suggestions. Wow. This is going to be a long episode, man. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm not going to try to hit a particular number, but it will be in the range of 5 to 10. All okay. Right? Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I don't have any, I think, um, um, intention here to pick out certain kinds of books. I'll just go by the ones which I enjoyed the most or got the most out of. Mm-hmm. So one book that's very um, close to my heart, I read it maybe five years ago, and um, it's, it's still very important to me. And uh, this is something I would, I, when I read it, I was thinking to myself, why did I why did I not read this or why didn't I know about this when I was in school? This book was called Shor- um, by Richard Feynman, extremely famous book. Mm-hmm. Um, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of human spirit that's contained in one little book like this is, I, I don't think it's, it's unparalleled. At least I haven't come across any other memoir which is uh, which comes close to being as enjoyable and yet as uh, illuminating as yeah. uh, Richard Feynman's memoir. Yeah, I, I read this long time ago. It was actually a gift by one of my managers at Microsoft. You know him. Michelle, okay. this is Arun. Yeah, Arun actually gifted it to me as something that I should read. But you're right. And it's such an inspiring book. Can you can you maybe give a little bit of an idea about what the book is about? <clears throat> so it's essentially a memoir by Richard Feynman, where instead of talking about, I think he, he does, it is chronological. He does talk about the events in his life, but he, he also spends a lot of time talking about why some of those events were important, how did it change him? What did he learn? And, you know, how did he go about his life? So um, uh, it's 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 a memoir, but it's not very long. It is short. Um, it's extremely enjoyable to read. So even if you don't fell in love with it as much as maybe you or I do, um, it'll still be a very um, enjoyable um, yeah. read. And, and I, I haven't come across a person who hasn't got a lot out of this particular book um, yeah. so consistently so uh, yeah, it's, it's a very safe bet absolutely I, I remember I think when I read the book what really stood out for me was just how curious he was about every single thing it was just absolutely. unbelievable it was unbelievable I, I remember when I was reading that book at that time the impact that it had on me was just a uh, wow Sonali you're really you're such a loser because you <laughs> You are not like that's, you know, that's one way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably not the right way to imp- to interpret it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was like, 
Okay, yeah, I yeah, but I I could like he 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 would sort of open up things and try and see why yeah. things were a certain way. So yeah, it's it's a very different way of looking at life and a very probably yeah. a much more enjoyable way of looking at life. So yeah, that's a good suggestion. All right, okay, so let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's see, um, one book that I read recently. Uh, this is in the nonfiction category, but. This is a book I've recommended to a lot of people. Um, this book is called The Smartest Kids in the World uh, by Amanda Ripley. This book is about, it's written by a journalist who goes to four countries and her job is to research and report on uh, like comparing and contrasting the school education system of the U.S., um, with um, these four other countries, oh. I think it's South Korea, it's Poland, there's um, there's Germany in it, and there's I think there's one more. But essentially, extremely different philosophies behind and, and education systems. And uh, the place where she comes from is that hey, each of these systems has its strengths and weaknesses. Um, we I think the the weaknesses in the U.S. Uh, school education systems are very well known and documented, but um, you know what are some of the other countries which are doing um, you know a better job at some of those areas? And then um, I think the part that I like about this book is one: it's not just about it's it's not a study about the systems themselves. Um, she actually follows for American students who go on exchange programs to Poland, Finland, uh, South Korea, and Germany. And um, she basically documents their experience, experience of an American middle school child mm-hmm. in these countries, as well as um, experience of a foreign kid in, in America. You know, how, how, does, how do they experience it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this was very, uh, I haven't, I, I did not go to school in this country, so I, 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 don't, I don't really know what it's like. But for me, it was very, it was very educational. And at the same time, it, for people who are thinking of sending their young young parents or people who are thinking of sending their kids to school in the future, I think this would be a good study, um, a, a good education. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a really interesting book. So, th- so what was it? The Smartest Kids in the World by Amanda Ripley. Correct. Okay. Got it. All right. And is she is she sort of like a some sort of a, a she's a journalist. Journalist. Okay. Yeah. All right. But is she an academic or was it more of out of interest? Uh, I don't know why. I, I I just came across it very randomly and yeah. I read the excerpt, excerpt and it seemed um like an interesting area for me to learn about. So I just read it. And <laughs> yeah, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I'll definitely yeah. check it out. Okay, it, it's not a literary book, but uh, it's it's educational. Mm. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. The next one that I enjoyed a lot, and this actually is a uh, is, is, is a little bit haunting to me now, um, especially with with the last month um, and and the recent election. The book is called. It's not a political book. Um, it's it's a it's about the social condition of, of our society in some ways. It's called uh, "Amusing Ourselves to Death." Okay. Uh, the tagline is "Public Discourse in the Age of Show Business." It's written by Neil Postman. Um, essentially, the 
hypothesis or the thesis behind this book is that we are slowly becoming a culture where everything is about entertainment and we have to be constantly amused. It doesn't have to be entertainment. We, we want to be amused from politics. We want to be uh, any, the only way to get our attention as a culture or as a society is to, is to entertain mm-hmm. um, us. Um, and then the, the author takes various examples. Politics is of course a very obvious one, but other areas where this kind of, change in um, in 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 our culture to be constantly amused or constantly entertained what is the what is the impact of it on our politics on our education on our you know our our, our conversations yeah. our the, the way we socially interact with each other this so it was very um it's it's all in plain sight so there is nothing new that you learn from here it's just a very different way yeah. of looking at things and um some of it has just um, you, you can see like in the last in the last month or so it has it has come so much to light um, no absolutely what... I this it sounds like a great suggestion I haven't read this book and I'll, I'll definitely check it out and I think what you're saying is very similar to what uh, I, I was listening to this um, uh, podcast by Kara Swisher the tech journalist she has a podcast called Recode Decode and she yeah. had this uh, a guy, James Corden, who is a talk show host, uh, come on right. the show. And I actually found that that particular episode really good. One of the things that James talked about, which I personally, it, it was very obvious once he said it, but um, it, it was still sort of like, oh, yeah, he's right. I didn't realize it. So what he said is that in today's world, on the one hand, we have access to a lot of information, right? Everyone says, hey, internet has opened up everything. You you hear about everything that's happening around the world and all of that. But at the same time, the information that we get is very much a function of who or what we follow, right? So if you look at the model uh, of uh, all of these social media sites like Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, basically your feed is populated by by the people that you follow or the friends that you like and things like that. So it's not really a very holistic point of view that you get online. It's very much a point of view of the things that you choose to follow. And so if, and and so which provides a very, very different, like you're living in your own echo chamber, right? So I I guess maybe it's not exactly what you're saying, but um, we are very much sort of choosing to live in our own world, thanks to technology, as opposed to really knowing what's happening. The better is techno- the technology is getting, the easier it is for um, all of us to create our own our, our own versions of yeah. <laughs> reality in some ways, which uh, uh, which which kind of suits our day to day. Yeah, it's like it's very hard today for people to disagree with each other, right? Like it's uh, it's almost like a like everyone is always politically correct. Uh, have you seen the series Black Mirror? Yes, there's a, a lot of these themes are yeah. uh, are are kind of recurring in uh, in that show. It's it's definitely a show I would highly recommend. God, it is such um, an amazing I, show. I highly recommend anyone. Yeah, yeah, so it's there on Netflix, and I I I recently saw just one episode. It's called uh, Nosedive, and uh, it's it, it's an amazing episode. Like at least I personally really liked it. And the story behind that episode is that everyone. Cr- gives each other a rating and it's like a public rating so you can always Mm -hmm. see each other's rating and so because everyone is trying to get their ratings up they're always artificially happy 
to each uh, always happy and nice to each other because they want to sort of not bring their score down and it's just god that that episode really hit me i mean that's a that's an amazing series so yeah i i really like yeah, this yeah and a lot of those things are not too far from uh, uh, <laughs> from actually uh, being done in the real world i think uh, i read a report recently that um, the 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 state department in, in china is going to launch um an app like that which every citizen would have to uh use and i are you serious I it's, it's not a very widely reported thing i just came across a report on guardian so i i'm i'm inclined to believe it <laughs> are you serious um, vishal yeah so the the app uh, citizens would be able to um rate each other uh, they're actually supposed to rate each other that uh, you know how good they're if they're honest if they are kind if they're you know what their behavior is, is are they like respectable oh. people or not um do they, do they trade and interact with with honesty and sincerity yeah. versus are are they cheaters and so on so yeah there's um there's a version of oh jeez man oh god soon. but anyway right. okay love this suggestion all right i'm going to check it out i hope listeners check it out what's your next suggestion how many more do i have <laughs> up to you you can stop anytime uh let's see one book that i absolutely i i couldn't actually sleep uh without finishing it was um uh 2001 a space odyssey uh it's a very well known sci-fi movie by uh what's what's his name or the the, the very famous yeah. director okay i'm also um, uh, he sort of something Yeah. Anyway, so Arthur Clarke, uh, the writer and the director, wrote uh, the script and the book together. Uh, there's a lot of history here, but uh, the book was. Uh, I, I'm not a very big Stanley Kubrick. Person. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, not not the biggest sci-fi um, reader person, but um, absolutely thoroughly enjoyed um, every paragraph of this uh, uh, this book. um it actually added a lot to what i could get out of the movie um because i, I watched the movie first and it was interesting but too many kind of open questions at the end mm. but um then i read the book and then i watched the movie again and it was a completely different experience so i would highly recommend it very very uh it's not a huge book it can finish it pretty easily but yeah. um i um very, very enjoyable extremely well written book yeah and and science fiction is such a great way to sort of uh open up your imagination a little bit right because it paints all of these various scenarios and you're right like 2001 space odyssey if you see the movie it it is a little like in the end you can be a little like what just happened right so you have to like yeah. watch it again uh right. so all right good suggestion what else okay um all right so let's let's make it of let, let's make it like five books right so we are we are at four i think right now yeah okay um i read a biography this year by gloria steinem my life on the road i think it's a very important book for anybody to read men women uh uh her she she truly is an outstanding person uh a national/international treasure for the world uh her experiences the work she has done and um 
you know, just as, at a human level, you know, the kind of things that she has learned and she has to say, I think it's, um, it's, it's, it's something I could connect with, even though there's, there's, there's very little I knew about her, mm-hmm. about her life and about her work before I read this book, but extremely well written, uh, book, um, very, very good biography. If you don't read any biography this year, if you just have to pick one biography, um, I would highly recommend it. It's a, it's also a book I have uh, gifted to mm. my um, to the women in my life, my mom, my sisters, my 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 girlfriend. My I recommend it to my friends very much. Um, yeah, so my life on the road, Gloria Steinem. Yeah, it's very very good biography. So it, this is where my ignorance is going to come out, but I am not familiar with. Uh, Gloria Steinem. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Who is she? She's one of the leading feminists, but that's a very reductionist way of describing her. She has associated herself with uh, social causes. She was part of the uh, civil rights movement. She's uh, she's one of the foremost feminists of of the uh, 20th I century. I see. And yeah. what about her biography? Like, can you? Were there certain things or messages or takeaways that you had from the book? I think just uh, the the way she thinks about and um, the way she frames um, feminism is something which uh, there there are many uh, depending on how you know hardcore you are about a particular issue. There's a very militant side of uh, feminism which uh, which you see in very small strains in countries like um, France and stuff and uh, then there is very you know apologetic strain of um, feminism which you see in the, the old times like the, in the 50s and 60s which is very very accommodating I think um, for uh, the, the 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 story of Gloria Steinem and you know the her experience and the way she tackles it um, by, you know, not 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 being very ideological, but being very uh, tackling it at a very human level, like very one-to-one personal level, is, is something which was uh, it, it gave me a very different way of thinking about this than mm. you know the way it, we are we are usually told about issues which are more you know, cut and dry and, you know, mm-hmm. there's a certain way to think about yeah. issues as such. <laughs> so something is either a good thing or a bad thing. Things are, you know, you're either for or against them. It's, it's rare to, um, you know, see issues from an individual standpoint, right? The person who's actually get, being affected um, or is as part of, you know, the um, part of the equation, it's, it's harder to um, the more and more you read articles online, the harder and harder it gets to get the human component of it. And I think uh, that's something which was very clear to me in, in this book. And overall, it's just, um, you know, it's it's the biography of an extremely, extra, very, very extraordinary person. Uh, um, you know, the way they think about things, the way they, you know, go about things. It's just very, very enjoyable to read. I'm going to check it out. Thank you. Because, you know, my one of my these things was that so I, I sort of fell out of reading pretty much like after school. And it's so unfortunate. Because, but yeah. the fact that I had to, like, you know, you have to buy a book and read it. And I would do that every now and then. But I was definitely not a regular reader. 
and then more so when yeah. i was in consulting i was traveling all the time I, i pretty much was not reading anything except like the trash that you read online which doesn't count at all so but when i bought my kindle about 2 years ago that really helped change things because it's very easy to carry it's very easy to just you know download an ebook and check out samples so now i'm sort of making a, a concerted effort to read more and this right. is this is so good this discussion with you because i've been thinking that okay i should now sort of populate my reading list so you're literally yeah. giving me my reading list right now so it's good <laughs> okay that's good um all right so are we are on to the final ones then yeah i have like five of these uh anyway let, let me um let me steer clear of the obvious ones and talk about a few which are you know less talked about maybe. what are the what are the obvious ones you don't have to explain them and what are the obvious ones like what are some books by obvious i guess you mean like come on you should have read these yeah um <laughs> siddhartha harman okay. yeah um and you know the 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 german um literary heroes of that time they've kafka uh goethe but uh, herman hesse is someone i read um i think i, I it's, it's definitely one of my favorite authors um there's another one by herman hesse which i really really like it's, it's it's a lesser known book than siddhartha it's called steppenwolf mm-hmm. that's a very good one as well i would highly recommend it let's see uh, another book i read this year uh which was very good uh that i liked for a lot is mindset by carol dweck mm-hmm. uh that's the book about growth mindset you must have heard of it from yeah. a lot of people including bill gates bill gates <sighs> and our beloved tim ferris podcast i've heard about it a lot on that podcast yeah. also yes yeah um all right so th- those are some of the obvious ones i think yeah and then i can get into another uh, probably the last one Okay. We'll, we'll move on to other topics so this is not going to be very useful if you are not interested in uh, in 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 physics and and cosmos and stuff but if you are a space nerd then and if you want to understand about um uh physics or you know uh, gravitational waves if you geek out on that kind of stuff there's uh, a book that's by Brian Greene who's a very uh famous physicist actually from uh, Columbia University uh, he makes a lot of videos and posts them online his i think life mission is to make physics um advanced physics more accessible for mm-hmm. uh, the normal person mm-hmm. he wrote a book many years ago called the fabric of the cosmos uh, space time and the texture of reality um i think so if if you put so from if you have reference books on one end of the spectrum and absolute like pop science on mm. the other end of the spectrum i think this book was a great balance between keeping it um um understandable uh while still actually talking about some of these scientific concepts uh without completely you know making it meaningless um i i really liked it i felt i got a very good understanding of um particle physics and um uh string theory and um big That's bang awesome. theory black yeah. hole so it's 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 very um if if those are the kind of things which you are even curious about uh if if you don't even if you don't read about it regularly yeah. but if you're curious about it i would recommend reading this book um it's it's very it 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 was very uh, and this is again one of the books you can actually listen oh really um, that 
yeah, a physics on, book. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's more about you know this the story uh, how it all kind of fits together than about actual the like the Heisenberg's principle or anything. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's um it was a good book. I really enjoyed it. If if anybody's curious about some of these things, I would recommend this book. No, I like it, and and you're right. Like these topics can be so inex inaccessible. I remember I tried to read. What's that book by Stephen Hawking? Um, brief history of time. Yes, yes, a brief history of time. And yeah. I, at so at one point, like you know, I would read like chapter one. Okay, I get it. Chapter two. Okay, I get it. And then at some point, I was like, okay, I've stopped getting it. So then, and I've tried, sort of, you know, after every chapter, I would actually actively make notes of what I had yeah. understood of the chapter because that was the only way to make sure that I was understanding it. But even then, after a while, you know, it's hard to really internalize yeah. those concepts so yeah but and, I, and taking a further step on that if uh, for people who actually you know are interested in in some of these topics there's uh, uh there there's youtube channels which post like a 10 minute video on a specific topic um which are very very um i i find them very well done and they do a very good job at making you understand some of the uh, for example, uh, like gravitational waves, which was one of the breakthroughs yeah. this year, or Higgs boson, which is another breakthrough this year. Um, some of these things. So, so there's I, a, a YouTube channel called Space Time by PBS. Okay. Um, they do a very, very good series. Uh, they post a 10-minute video every couple of weeks about, you know, some relevant topic uh, on physics. That's a great record. And then there are there are a few others, but that one yeah. is also very good. Um because you know you you learn about Schrodinger's uh, equation, and then um, six months later you'll forget about it. You'll you'll need to refresh your memory. No, I really like it. Wow, Rishal. So before we move on to podcasts, how do you yes. find books to read? Like uh, in the sense, how do you figure out that? Oh, you know what? I think I should read. Uh, yeah. Surely you're joking, Mister Feynman. Let's say, like, how do you learn about these books? Yeah, so uh, I would say it's a combination of, uh, um, so I, I, I don't, something I've done in the last couple of years is I've, um, I, I don't read um, a lot of online articles and stuff like that, but I do have my ear tuned to a few people uh, or whose blogs or if, if they write a blog or if they um record a podcast i'll go and listen to it and usually you know it's it's basically recommendations coming through from some of these people so one of them is um uh, which is more i think philosophical and spiritual is um by maria papawa she writes mm. um uh, she writes a blog which is very i would say useful there the video version of the same is uh, by elan deep Botton, I think mm-hmm. he's a, um, a yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a British professor. His he runs a YouTube channel called the School of Life, mm. um, which makes these small videos about you know things that we deal with in normal life, like depression or loss or even good things like fulfillment or love or sex life and all those things. Anyway, so I mean, I think sh- short answer is uh, without getting into the actual list of you know. Uh, how do you discover books? It's usually, um, you know, one thing leads you to another. If you're, if you read a blog or a podcast of somebody you admire, somebody you listen to, then um, 
anytime they mention anything about a book, um, the first thing I do is uh, go and add it to my list. Yeah, I these are two great, great, great suggestions. So I, I do check out Maria Popova's Brain Pickings every now and then. That's the name of her blog. I think it's B-R-A-I-N. Brain Pickings, correct. Right, com. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, she, that blog is really good. I mean, if you want to sort of, and I, I think her, her whole philosophy is sort of, uh, it's like you know being anti-busy right like we're always sort of running after these things but she goes and finds these really amazing things from like 100 years ago and then she'll post something about it and her own understanding of these books so yeah that's that's definitely a great blog to follow and she does have a lot of is definitely public service Uh, if there was an award anybody could give her for uh public service i actually donated to her blog this year as well last year um it's a, it's it's a, it's an extremely good resource. Probably one of the most, you know, there's a lot of noise on the internet. I think, <laughs> in terms of signal to noise ratio, is probably mm. very high signal and mm. almost no bullshit on that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So this was this was amazing, Vishal. Uh, let's very quickly talk about some podcasts that you might have been listening to recently. So do you have like sort of your top go to podcasts these days? It's all uh, topical and it changes over time. But I can uh, talk about the few that I have. Uh, um, I've been enjoying a lot recently. The first one is the the axe files by david axelrod i think that that's a very fantastic podcast i, I i'm relatively new to america and don't know anything about american politics mm-hmm. uh, um, but uh, there's a lot of richness in um, e- even the modern american history if you, if you forget about the um, the 19th century mm-hmm. uh, history just in the 20th century there's a lot of richness there and uh, a lot of it is um, david axelrod he's the uh, do you know about him? He's the uh, uh, the, the the strategist for uh, the chief strategist for uh, Obama. I I have no idea. Who, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He runs the Institute of Politics in the University of Chicago, but he brings uh, some of the most and uh, not just important influential people, but you know the, the actual the people who kind of run the um, run different departments or we have a lot of experience running campaigns, hmm. political campaigns and so on. And just, um, it's, it's I, I, uh, I find it very, uh, educational yeah. for me. Okay. X-Files by David Axelrod. Got it. That's one. Um, I really enjoy this American life very much. That's basically public radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but great, great, uh, stories of, you know, people, um, kind of issues to deal with. And, very, I would say, um, instead of looking at issues from, you know, just like issues, but very, very, very tuned to the human experience, like of being a normal, like, you know, a regular American person, like what, what your experience is, I think. Um, so you, you, you were telling me a little bit earlier about, you know, how we live in this echo chamber and yeah. everybody we know is 99% like because yeah. right they fall they buy the same products you yeah. vote for the same uh candidate and you watch the same shows you watch the same tv you talk about the same things and you have pretty much the same opinions right so um and, and you know it's um i think this american life is is a, is a, is a good departure from that mm. little 
um, they, they won't force you to think about things in a different way, but at least they'll show you the other side that, hey, maybe, you know, there's another right. way to live or there's another uh, facet to to um, what you would otherwise have thought of as a black and white issue in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, This American Life is what, one of the top podcasts on iTunes forever and ever. So, oh, really? Okay, yeah. Or, or at least like in the top 10, 20, whatever. Right. Yeah. And then I think the other one, and I mean, I listen to a lot of obvious ones. Um, on the tech side, there's Recode. Then there's the Tim Ferriss show, which I listen to from time to time. Sam Harris has a podcast, uh, Waking Up that I listen to from time to time. And then um, I think one that I really like, which maybe is not as popular, is called uh, On Being by mm-hmm. Krista Tippett. Yeah. Um, that's definitely not something with a very, very broad appeal. It's it's more spiritual. Sometimes it can be more religious, but, um, or, you know, uh, but, but it really, I think, one way to describe it would be spiritual more than anything else yeah. uh, and even like a, taking a spiritual take on maybe um, things like civil rights right so what was like spiritually what's the fuel that you need to go through um, as you know uh, years and years of oppression you know what what, what, what does your spiritual life help you uh, one particular one of uh, episode that I liked and that one was about, uh, with Yo-Yo Ma Hmm. the the cello artist yeah and um that was definitely one of the best ones that i heard this year on that channel on being yeah i have heard a few episodes of on being and it's a it 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 is a little bit of an acquired taste in the sense that um or rather it's a very uh specific kind of audience i think because you have to have a deep interest in that kind of area but i have to say like she it's it has a very um it can have a pretty calming effect. Let me put it that way when you listen to it. <laughs> so that's good. Okay. Yeah, it's just something you would not really read about or, you know, you, you, you would listen to. It's just very different from what we are conditioned to, you know, think about or read about on a yeah. day-to-day basis. So, yeah, it does come across as, you know, I, it, it is definitely an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. The first few times I heard it, I think it was like, okay, this is a little too out there for me. But then <laughs> yeah. uh, um, over time, I, um, I became a little bit more patient with it and now I really like it. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was really good, Vishal, honestly. Um I feel like we should do these sessions every couple of months anyway, just to sort of share what the other person is reading. I really like this. Thank you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm, uh, I don't know if anybody would still be listening um, until the <laughs> end, but for anybody who made it so far, um, I something I like to do more than reading or listening is giving recommendations and <laughs> telling okay. other people to read what I read. And I really <laughs> like. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm always more than happy to do that. So basically, you were completely in the zone then, right now. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and uh, have a good rest of the week. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And um, happy holidays to you and all your listeners. And uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Oh, you're uh, right. Next year. Yeah, we're going to publish this sometime on holidays. So yes, Happy New Year to everyone and Merry Christmas to everyone and all of that. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
All right, so that was Vishal with his suggestions for books and podcasts that you might want to check out. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion. And as always, if you have any questions at all, you can email us at hello at learneducatediscover.com or tweet at us at LED underscore curator. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash learneducatediscover. And you can check out our website at learneducatediscover.com where you'll find a list of not only all the past episodes, but you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter as well as find a list of number of helpful resources. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, a very happy new year to all of you. And until the next one, adios.